0: Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to the Phil Dreiser Show. This week we've got Janice Legata back again. Um, it's been quite a while and i really been looking forward to having her back and it felt like a really good time. Um, you'll probably be thinking, hey, he had her back on to talk about the new Hillsong documentary. We actually, I don't even know if we mentioned it. Um, there was some other stuff that I really wanted to dive in with uh, Janice about. And so I'm excited to share this episode with you. It was such a good conversation. I always knew it would be, you know, she's one of my favorite people in the world. Um, I encourage you do make sure you're following her on Instagram, um, God Has Not Given. Check out her blog, check out her um, podcast as well. Um, She's just amazing. And if you're new to this uh, uh, experience that is Janice, I encourage you to check out her prior podcast with me. Gives you a bit more of her background. This one, we just get right into it. Um, Before I dive in, I just want to remind you all the deconstructionnetwork.com is a free resource to help you connect with other people that are going through this process of deconstructing. Um, So if you're going through this and you feel lonely, isolated, abandoned by friends, community, family, um, the deconstruction network is a great resource to see if other people are going through this in your local area and maybe connect and and start to rebuild some some connections with people that understand it on some level. Um, So do check that out. Uh, if you want to support what I'm doing, everything I do is for free, um, but it is a full-time gig for me. Um, this is, you know, doing this is how I pay the bills, and charging nothing makes paying the bills more interesting some months than others. Um, and so, if you want to support what I'm doing, it does mean the world to me. You can do that at patreoncom drysdale There's never any obligation. We've all been through enough financial manipulation and abuse um, through. Um, all kinds of toxic uh, religious backgrounds. And so I never want to be that person that is behind a paywall that requires anything from you. Um, but at the same time, I want to let you guys know this is this is what I do. And, and um, sometimes I have to pay the bills. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash so Phil if you want to do that, we have a, an online community that you can be a part of if you do that. And we do monthly um, Zoom calls as well with me and, and other people in that community. That's a real um it's a great time i I love it and so it'd be lovely to have you on there but again no obligation and as always if you ever need someone to talk to and want to connect um with me please send me a message anytime on instagram dm me over there if you're not on instagram you need someone to talk to just quickly create a fake account or something and shoot me a message um uh, it is the only way i connect with people and so i encourage you to reach out over there all right let's dive into the conversation with janice because i could ramble for a decade otherwise hey hey
1: Bill. How are you doing? Pretty good yeah good stuff it's good to see you
0: yeah it's good to see you it's uh um I've been looking forward to this all day um it's like gosh I can't even think what time is it just past midnight um so yeah
1: (laughs) you are a wild man
0: I have very few options other than to be a wild man. I, I tr- Trust me when I say I am the opposite of a wild man. Very few things in my life uh, could be described as wild. Um, <laughs> I don't like mixing up what I have for dinner. Like it's, <laughs> trust me, I am far from wild.
1: <laughs> but here you are. But the- here
0: I am dragged out of my comfort. No, to be honest, with you, this is what I'd like as well. I would like to be up till like four in the morning every day. Um, if it wasn't for like the real world, um, yeah. So, yeah, this this whole dynamic where I talk to people from America on their terms kind of works for me. Um, yeah.
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> so it sounds like we yeah. we yeah we're the same kind of night owl.
0: Yeah, I. yeah. I don't know. I I've been told I've been told it's an ADHD thing. So I'm I'm only kind of coming to terms with. I, I've only really realized in the last two three years that I'm autistic and ADHD. Um, and I've been told that it's really common for people that are ADHD to prefer being up all night. Um, so I don't know the ins and outs of why that is, but uh, whatever it is, I love being up at night. I love the quiet. I love no interruptions. That's got to be what it is, right? Nobody yeah. to just pop in and go, hey, can I just ruin my day? Get away from me. Yeah. You're the worst person ever. How could you possibly say, how are you doing? Or, you know, like, I'm just like, you've ruined everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The night, nighttime is the right time. It's just uninterrupted time to do all the things. And yeah. yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I, uh, it's been a, just a weird, March has been a weird month for lots of reasons. Um, Yeah. (laughs) In this religious space, like just from, from both sides, all, all things. Um, So it's been, I just, didn't have on my agenda you know in february that oh march we're gonna be dealing with just a lot of religious trauma stuff um but here we are and it's that's the job i guess so
0: yeah it's i i feel it really rarely works to my schedule (laughs) But yeah, I just, my, my therapist dropped like a bombshell on me last week. And she was like, oh, you have major trauma that leads to hypervigilance. And this is what it looks like. And this is maybe how you could start looking at that. And I'm like, could I maybe not start looking at that right now, though? Like, I could do with a couple of weeks before I start looking at that. Right. <laughs> like, but all I can think about this week is like, oh, hypervigilance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah trauma, man. It's it's there. And, it, and then these things happen right come out of nowhere people just drop stuff you know someone does something that triggers it and blows yeah. it up or someone does something that triggers everyone else and then they turn to you and go hey what do you think yeah um, whatever right it's, it's, it's all over
1: yeah and it's just such a I don't know it's just I mean I think you would understand like it's, it's well, I guess everything is like a gift and a curse right and it's like okay like I'm, I'm happy to be here and to be kind of someone that people can look to and can kind of you know debrief and unload some of the stuff on but then at the same time it's like none of us none of us know what we're doing and none of us have been here before um and trying really hard not to not to recreate the old ways and the old things and so yeah it's great to be that person but also I don't want to be that person because I don't want there to have to be a person yeah you know and it's just
0: yeah, it's, it's a really weird one to navigate. Like, I, I feel like I've been hammering this drum for about two years of like, please, please, please do not make me your guru. Right. Because I can feel it in me every now and again, I feel like, oh, I kind of like being this guy. I like being, I, we all like to be able to help someone, right? I mean, at, at right. the core, I don't even know how much of it is nefarious, right? I right. guarantee there's some supremacy stuff in there. There's some patriarchy there's all these different dynamics for sure 100 percent. and i'm also going whoa where is that and let's dig in there but a big part of it is i just really like helping people i like and i think most of us do like the feeling of going oh bob came to me and said he's really struggling with this and i've kind of struggled with that a bit and i gave him some advice or i just listened to him and he went away saying i feel better like that's a nice feeling um but when you're dealing with people that have been systemically primed to look to someone regardless of why or what or how for all the answers as an authority figure as someone to trust and you know and even abdicate your own choices and your whatever from like when you're dealing with people like that it's really easy for you to accidentally become a little guru on some level right um and so yeah i I mean i've been hammering that home and, and i and i was really intrigued by, because we, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was about the whole dynamic we have seen play out between November and now in different ways regarding just a whole bunch of stuff that hasn't been worked through in the deconstruction space. It's still there. Decolonizing yeah. is required. <laughs> um, and one of the things that really stood out to me was the fact that you actually approached this from a quite a unique uh, perspective and angle and you were talking quite a bit about the kind of platform culture about the tendency for people to make someone else their new guru and right. on some level is the tendency there well, we've all spent the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years looking at white men or white women or white men and women that look a certain way or right. people that are able-bodied or you know fill in the gaps. And are we just doing exactly the same thing to some degree? Um, yeah, preamble of like just, just <laughs> monologue. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, before we start, well, we've kind of started, and I'll probably include this. Um, Jess, how are you doing for time and stuff? I want to make sure that we don't go forever. Um, have you got any hard deadlines or anything?
1: No, no. We'll see. We'll see
0: when it kind of pitters out then. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll try and not you know chew into the tomorrow or anything um that for me will be like eight eight AM. my wife like, will be getting up walking the dog and I'm like sorry I'm in something here <laughs> no don't worry that will not happen
1: <laughs> I'm like well you're already into tomorrow so
0: yeah well uh, uh, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so I mean can you can you kind
0: of um just maybe we can start sharing some thoughts on that but I mean how 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 aware of this have you been? I I presume, and I imagine this has been on your radar for even longer than I have. You've maybe been a bit more sensitive to it than um, maybe I have as a very privileged white male who was a leader in kind of evangelical spaces and kind of publicly deconstructed and publicly transitioned into people going, oh, well, we'll kind of look to him for some. Like, I was very Mm -hmm. inoculated to what was going on there for a long time. And it mm-hmm. took me a while to go, Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, probably on some level going, Man, I kind of like it as well. <laughs> right. If we're honest. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, so platform culture in general, or like this specific.
0: Let's go wherever you feel we need to. Go. I mean, we'll probably cover both anyway, but do, do you want to give it a preamble with like a, like a, a kind of foundation of, of you know what kind of led to some of this conversation
1: Ooh. <laughs> i don't know if mine.
0: you're done talking specifically about the one event or if you want to do into that for me i'm like i'm here for whatever you think is probably the best way to talk about these things
1: um i mean it's so it's so messy like it's hard to you know people people will drop into the story now and be like wait so what happened and right. it's like you know, the board with all the strings and trying to tie. And then this happened and this person said this, and then this, did, this right. set this off,
0: which is, by and the way, that's my last two, three weeks. Cause I took a big <laughs> social media hiatus and I, and I've been trying to reply to DMS and just post something every now and again, a meme or whatever. And every now and again, someone posts something and was like, can you comment on like what this is? And I'm like, what, what is? And they were like, Oh, well, this picture was posted. And I looked at it. And I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look great you know hopefully they figure it out and work on it or something like that was basically all i said because i didn't look into it and now i'm looking into it and i'm like oh jesus this isn't just a picture and some comments this is yeah. like war like you know i mean it's just like full out like crazy it's like yeah and not yeah. crazy as well like we should be you know it, addressing it was, and dealing
1: yeah i mean it was kind of like everything that's that's happening with hillsong like these things spring up and it's like It's surprising when it happens, but then you're like, oh, it's not surprising, like this was coming. Like this was, yeah, we we were headed this way. Um, So a a brief nutshell synopsis, a picture was posted. um, Yeah, some who's who's in the deconstruction space. Um, A lot of, so the picture just just from appearances is just white able-bodied uh you know kind of slender classic pastor's wives i would say kind of kind of vibe like just in the desert naked not all naked but that was that was kind of the point and it was like this this shot against purity culture here are some purity culture survivors and this is this is what we can do now fine um and so as as a black woman seeing that picture it was like oh Okay. Um I didn't feel left out in a sense that I I didn't expect to be there and I didn't expect that cuz the the picture was taken on a retreat that not everyone who was at the retreat was in the picture. So it right. it was possible that there could have been women of color, you know, that were there and just weren't in the picture, which is what I would have ex- expected if there were women of color there cuz I'm like this is honestly some white nonsense like this is this is yeah this is what white women would do and that's fine like they can do their thing um and so initially honestly there were a few black women in the comments but the majority of the women commenting about the picture were white women who were either you know had bigger bodies or disabled Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah there's no representation here So that was who was initially speaking up more. Some Black women, yes, but again, it was just more from, ah, this this just looks very much the same. Not saying we want to be there. This is just, hey, put a pin in this. Hey, guys, like this looks very similar to what we've seen before.
0: Mm. And so
1: that was the initial commentary. And that was not received well, which was disappointing. Mm. And then from there, there was a blog post that, for me like that's when I actually stepped in because that went over the edge for me so I'm like, oh this is this is blatant racism like this is blatant anti-blackness which is frustrating because <laughs> you didn't include us before like we weren't included on the retreat we weren't included on the photo we said a few things in the comments but this was not about us and then this blog post Made it specifically about us, mm. you know. Basically saying, "No, what people people are saying, they wanted bigger bodies. People were saying they wanted to see disabled women, but what people really wanted to see was blackness. That's what they're mad, you know, was not here. And it's like nobody, nobody was asking for that. And all the things that were attached to blackness, you know, in this blog by this person, were you know, un, just the language that was used. You know, you wanted someone unkempt. You wanted someone, you know." conventionally unattractive, like just really awful, awful language. Um so then for me, it became more of an issue of like, oh, like I'm I'm bothered that more people aren't bothered by this. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, one person wrote the blog, so she's responsible for that. But then you guys are liking it and you're sharing it and you're not you're not holding this person accountable. You're not talking to your friends. And that's like literally like the biggest thing we've been asking white people, like talk to your people. Like we can't, we can't do it. White people don't want to hear from me about mm. their racism. They don't really care, but they care about what their friends think. They care about, you know, what their family thinks. So that's like, get your people talk to, talk to your friends. That's what we want you to do. And you got everyone just kind of like fell down on that job. So then it became about that. And still, you know, the, just the original reactions just kind of stood, right? People were like, mm-hmm. no, the photo is fine. The people who have an issue with the photos because you guys are still not healed. Um, you know, you're acting out of trauma, which fine, but you're not, you're not acting out of trauma. Mm-hmm. Like you think you're more healed. Well, then that becomes a conversation of more healed from what, like what? What kind of standards are we are we setting here? Who gets to say who's more healed and why are you more healed? Like, what did you actually right. go through? Um, so then, yeah, it just became all these bigger conversations. So I immediately really did want to turn it to platform culture because I'm like, I don't want to have. It's just not safe to be talking about race with some of these people, honestly, because you've already shown you don't have right. You don't have the range. Like we're not, we're not ready to have these conversations. You're not, you're not safe. Um and so let's let's just go bigger and let's just talk about the fact that this matters, like it matters how you guys are reacting to this, because you have built these platforms and you have, purposefully or not, kind of stepped into these places of gurus. And now people feel like they have to take sides. Like. We're, we're reverting back to our old feelings about our old pastors, right? No, like this is my person. So I have to stand by them and I have to choose, you know, whose team I'm on. And so I'm like, well, let's, let's try to get above it and, and ask ourselves, why, why do we have teams here? Why have we gone back to following, you know, people right. and based on what? Um, and so now that's kind of the on, ongoing conversation then it kind of like died down. I felt like for the most part, they got away with it. Like the, mm-hmm. picture, the picture stayed there. The, the noise kind of died down. I think people, people went to their separate corners. Um, and it was like, I don't know, I think everyone, I had thought everyone just decided, hey, live and let live. Most of the people in the picture, I didn't follow anyway, so nothing's really been lost. I'm never gonna follow you now, but it's, it's fine. Um, right. also as a black woman, honestly, I wasn't your audience, so right. it didn't really matter, you know, but again, it was white women speaking up and that was kind of who they, you know, were batting down. Um, and it's like, Hey, to each their own fine. And then at the beginning of this month, first, I didn't even, I stayed out of it. Uh, Brenda got his grade, posted a video and then a picture, and I first heard about it because one of my friends came into my DMs and she's like, "Hey, have you seen?" She said, "Oh, like you need you need to talk me down because I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here arguing in these comments." Um, but she's like, "You should come come and get me." And I was, so I went and I looked at it and I glanced. I didn't watch the video. I just looked at the post and I said, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing this." So I said, "No, I can't. I can't engage."
0: Right, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna Good talk luck. you down. I'm gonna, I'm, not, I'm gonna pull right. on my gloves.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and and honestly, again, this is not my fight. It doesn't matter. Brenda doesn't care what I have to say. I, I'm not her audience. Doesn't matter. But I was very heartened to see that the people, oh, people are commenting. People are saying, mm. "Hey, hey, this ain't it," and it is white women. And so it was like, oh yay okay yeah you guys you picked up the lessons and now you're you're in this fight and that's that's kind of cool because again it was never my fight to begin with and I don't want to get in it now so then it was like all right and then the comments just kept kept stacking up and then I don't even know I don't even know at this point how like Joe got dragged back into it um but then once joe was dragged back in well now i'm like well all right now now you're messing with my friend right it's personal um yeah so and
0: that's how i found out about this whole thing was i was Mm -hmm. like wait what what's joe talking about because a few people have messaged here and there and i'm just like i don't really like i i try and stay out of weeds and i try and deal with systemic stuff right um which of course this is systemic Like I just didn't see it at the time, and you know that that is problematic for a whole bunch of reasons. And I'm trying to figure that out and re-enter the phrase and go, okay, how do I now work in this space to try and change some of this stuff? But yeah, that's I mean, literally Joe dragged in, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, are we honestly kidding? But yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when when Joe got dragged back in. Then I hopped back in. So then when Joe got back into it, I also got dragged back in because then people were recirculating the blog post I had written about the original blog post. So then yeah, we were just kind of back. (laughs) We were back in November again. I'm like, how did how did this happen? And it's so to me, it's so ridiculous because I feel like like again, you guys you got away with it in November. You did your thing, you guys all kind of disappeared you let people forget. And like life had gone on. You had posted things since then. Things were fine. People were like, okay. And then for whatever reason, you decided to bring this back up. I think you thought it was going to be some kind of victory lap. Like you were going to kind of almost like assert your dominance. Like this is what I did in November. You guys didn't like it. I've been fine since then. And here's why it's still fine. And I think she she did not think it was going to go the way that it did. Mm. And I think it was especially revealing for her because again, it doesn't matter what I say, black women, if you cared what black women thought you would have corrected your friend over that awful blog post. You never did. You still haven't. So it's never been the anti-blackness has always been fine for you. So Mm. it doesn't matter what we say, but it's the fact that white women, are calling you in you did not expect that there's been like yeah like it's not it's not even close right it's not even like 50 50 like you know some white women are like no no it's fine and then half no it's like 75 25 if anything white women like this is not we have to do better this isn't it and so now you're kind of fighting your own right and then you're trying to blame it Joe Lumen and I'm like how do you not see how crazy this looks like you're literally trying to blame a woman of color and threatening a woman of color and like you you keep doubling down and it keeps getting worse for you and then you keep blaming the woman of color more and I'm like I just this is crazy and it's so it's so blatant and so obvious to me that like this is this is just the old system recreating yeah. itself. And now we're trying to stop it. But, and I don't, I don't know, you know, how, how they're thinking or what the justifications in their mind is, but I'm like, I feel like if you would just pause and just take a second, you would see, even if you thought you were completely right, how awful these optics are. Mm. And you would take a different a different tack, but you're like, no. And so it just feels like, it feels like, you know, the Brian Houston's and the Carl Lentz's of the world, just kind of doubling down and saying, you know, now we're having all these conversations about who can hold who accountable. And I choose not to be (laughs) accountable to you. And it's like, all of that is fine, but you can't tell me I'm not accountable to you, but you also still need to Listen to my podcast, and you know, watch my show, and buy my book, and you don't get to you don't get to cancel right. me, you know, because because why? Like that's not yeah. that's not canceling. That's you have made yourself a product. You have a product. It's basically your charisma. Yeah. And if I don't want that, I don't want it. And so you can't be like these pastors, right? Like, no, you have to go to church. You have to go to church. So you have to stay here. And it's like, we don't have to do anything. And so like, I'm not about, I don't want to cancel you. I think people, people who want to support you should support you, but they should also know what that says about them. And it might be that you don't care about decolonization at this point. And if you've just come out of it, I'm fine with that. But like, if you're a year, two years down the road, like you've got to move at some point. Yeah. And like you can't you can't keep people with you always unless you are progressing. And I think that's yeah. the issue here is like you don't you don't want to progress, but you also don't want to lose your customers. So mm-hmm. you also need them not to progress. And so we're over here like, no, everybody, move on. And it's right. it's personal in the sense that you guys have attacked my friend and made it personal but it's not personal in the sense that I would say this about anyone. I would, I have been saying this about Hillsong, about Carl Lentz, about these characters who we've all decided we're against, right? But now mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you say no, but now we're all on the same side. And then the question I've been asking myself lately is, are we, like based on what, yeah. just that we all left? Like, you know, we were all in this movie theater at one time and then the movie was over. And now we all left. Like, we're not all on the same team. We're all going to different places. So you don't get to just claim people. Right. You're not entitled to every deconstructionist. And it's like, no, yeah. we're, we're not trying to build a new church. So you've got to let people go where they want to go. And if they're not yeah. going in your direction, because you're not going in theirs, that's just the way the cookie crumbles for me, like...
0: Yeah. I mean, it just seems so obvious to me. I I don't know. It's just such a fascinating dynamic and I'm trying to be self-aware in that like there was a good portion of time in my life. And I would say, like 95% of it, where I have not been doing work in becoming anti-racist. And a good portion of that, including right now, there is still a huge chunk of racism in me that I'm trying to figure out. Um, But yeah, for a huge portion of time, I wasn't trying to figure that out. And I was probably really fragile if you pointed that out. If, if, to be honest with you, most people in my audience at the time wouldn't have even thought of that, right? Right. my Black audience is probably minuscule, right? Whatever percentage of Black people are in evangelical churches, tiny, right? I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Um, And so I'm trying to be aware of that dynamic. Um, But to some degree, it just kind of makes sense to me that you listen to your audience and go, what are they saying? What feedback are they giving? How do I respond to that? Like, it... It does, it reeks off the same systems we've come from. It reeks off this entitled thing of like, well, it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not. You still have to just put up with me the way I am. Right. It reeks off the um, forgive and forget. It reeks off all these different weird dynamics. It reeks of a weird kind of dynamic, almost of the like the the, the concept of bringing up something that you've been got, got away with kind of feels like that whole persecution culture as well right the whole like the church loves to pretend it's persecuted and even though it's like the massive majority um i read a recent study um the the uk government do these like polls in different areas and they they polled americans you know sampling of a couple thousand people and they asked americans what percentage of americans are x and they asked like you know are transgender, and uh, are gay, are black, or whatever, right? And so, the the numbers are astonishing, right? And and the whole point of the the article I read it was was commenting on like, as Americans see themselves as a minority, they become more militant against certain people groups. Mm. So, what's fascinating is this. This is honestly the most scary statistic I've ever heard that really makes me doubt what the average American looks like. And I've lived in America, and I love Americans the average American estimates that 24% of America are transgender. 24% of adult <gasps> Americans. What the fuck are these people smoking? Like, yeah. right, 24%? They estimate 30% of America live in New York City. I'm like, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> right, you live in New York, right? I mean, like, pretty crowded there. It's crowded. It like, Jesus, it's, like 100 yeah. million people. Um, like, uh, and so somebody things. but like, it was like, you know, tw- uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like, f- 42% are black. Um, you know, and what's the percentage is it? 15, something like that? 13.
1: Yeah, 13. 13.
0: So I mean, like, but the the idea that these these huge amounts of people are out there and then we're the minority and we're scared. And and so there's this dynamic of like look at me in the spite of all the everyone out there just doing their cancel culture thing calling everyone else yeah. racist regardless of what there it is. it's always racism it's always black people it's always this it's always transgender people but look at me now i'm still going or whatever right i mean christians yeah. do this all the fucking time and it's infuriating yeah. and bizarre but also in the same way i look at a conventional christian doing that and i'm like of course Duh. right right as like, i i of course you think that I'm not going to, but I don't really care what you think about transgender people. If I'm honest, like I care to this point, it harms people. I care to right. the point that I can try and influence that or help people out of those systems, but I'm not like reading your book on it to learn about transgender people. I'm not going to really like overly care what you have to say, right. um, but it does seem so. I just, it is so disheartening <laughs> because I really like to think that, I, I, it makes me scared. It makes me look at myself and go, do I respond well when people call me on my shit? Like, right. Cause right. I, I, I look at that and I'm like, I'm also probably a very fragile white privileged male from a whatever background, cis hat, you know? And I'm like, what do I do? Cause I feel like people don't call me out that much. And sometimes they do. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to work on that. And other times I probably just completely ignore it, bypass it, explain it away. And it just feels like this is just a huge underlying thing in this space, deconstruction. Um, I don't know. I'm just rambling, but it, it's just really opened my eyes to, to, to the whole thing. It's it's made me really wonder um, yeah. To what degree, to what degree we're all doing this, to what degree we're a party to this. I I, even thinking about that, like, I'm like, I feel like at some point I saw Alice, uh, it was Alice's, uh, post you were mentioning and Alice is a friend of mine like to a degree I mean we've had a couple podcasts I really really like her I've read her book I thought Mm -hmm. her book was fantastic it was beautiful it was amazing story of like her coming out of a really hardcore religious environment um and yet I read the blog and I'm like oh that is problematic and I'm like ah is there a mirror here am I the one that's supposed to message Alice probably right and and so you look at that and you're like shit oh I don't want to message Alice that sounds horrible I don't think we'll be friends anymore if I message Alice right I don't know I read the blog I'm like Jesus I don't want to I don't want to get a blog at me right or right? No, should I blog, yeah. but like I don't want the any and I don't know maybe Alice would be like hey Phil thanks for the input I, I don't know but I'm I'm conscious of these things so we like I'm just so aware that even when I'm like oh I, I would do the right thing I'm like well I have an opportunity right here and I'm immediately going I don't want to do the right thing right um, it's
1: It's tricky. It's, 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 it's it's so tough. Like I, (laughs) I mean, before all that, I read Alice's book and i was like, oh, okay. And like, the thing is like, we don't have, especially when it comes to purity culture, Mm. white women own all the air right now. Right. And they're, they're the stories that are getting told. They're the stories Mm -hmm. that are getting sold. That's all we have. And so like, that's, we'll take it. So okay, that's the best we can do. So fine. We'll take it. And that's all we're looking to you for, honestly. Like, I didn't know. (laughs) I did not know, you know, how Alice felt about Black people. I don't think Alice knows how Alice feels about Black people. Like, I don't, people have been calling her racist. I don't, she, she would say, yeah, I'm not safe. I don't know that she would say that she is I don't know that she would say, yeah, I'm racist. I'm anti-Black. She probably thinks she isn't. Um, and it's like, that's 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 fine. Had I known before what your views were, yeah, I would not have supported you with my money. But I did. You got me. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Moving forward, now people know that about you. So some people will still, or they don't know yet, and they'll still buy your book. But yeah, you've, you've definitely lost some of your audience for that and it's like that's that's just life like that's not cancel culture like that's we all support the things we want to support right and we can stop supporting them at any time for any reason it's just the american
0: free market that we all love
1: that's just what it is and so it's just (laughs) kind of kind of weird like this it's a different kind of bypassing where it's like no i don't want I don't want there to be consequences. I don't want people to be able to kind of weigh in, you know, and we're all, we are all problematic in some way. And we are all, no, we are all problematic. We are not all progressing. And so we're all going to get called on something, you know, at some point. And honestly, sometimes, you know, people come in my DMs and I didn't, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. And some of it, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I don't care honestly like you're not you're not who I'm talking to you know so you're always going to do something that somebody doesn't like sure but it's it's knowing who your audience is and caring about that and it might be that I do something that people in my audience don't like and so maybe I'll maybe I'll take it down but I still I still liked it I still thought it was funny but you know (laughs) there's a critical mass against it well then I failed And what I was trying to do for the people I was trying to serve, you know, but it's, again, it's like this old church culture, like, so many of us came out not wanting to burn it down immediately, like it was like, I just want you to change, here are the reasons I left, here are the things you can do better, and you're just refusing and you're just saying no, everybody else needs to change, everybody else is wrong. This is, this is what I want to do. And that's fine. Mm. But then people don't want it. And you don't get to get mad at people and judge people and condemn people for not wanting your bad product, like, and that's and that's the trouble with coming, yeah, coming out of evangelicalism, and really, it's just based on your charisma, right? Like, you guys, you guys aren't writing these books because you went to school and got your degree in this or have been working in this field or whatever. Like, you guys, you guys came out pretty fresh, pretty new you had an interesting story, you have some charisma, here you go. And I'm like, that's not very different from the pastors we came away from. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like, it is, it is what it is. And so you're not, you're not entitled to people's attention. You're not entitled Mm -hmm. to people's money, especially people's money. Like, Even all this talk about, oh, my reputation and my livelihood are being affected. First of all, do you know, like, how much privilege that smacks of? You have a livelihood of this? (laughs) Like, part of the reason you can't really hit back at us and harm harm me or harm Joe too much. Because, like, honestly, if we got canceled tomorrow, it would probably save me money. Like, this isn't... (laughs) Like what you what do you do again like and now so your your livelihood is based on people liking you people like what you're selling and they're saying we don't like this and you're saying i don't care but you can't cancel me like it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's just crazy
0: and it's just weird it's like I mean, attributing cancel culture as some sort of persecution other than, and it's, it's exactly what pastors do probably as well, going, oh, you know, I'm being canceled. And it's like, this is consequence. So right. like, I mean, this surely you don't believe that there should be no consequences for poor actions, maybe, maybe do you? Oh, do you? Right, do I mean, you? like, what is that? Like, um, because to me, I don't know I, I the thing is right you draw from your own experience right so again i look at my own experience and the the times i've been called out that i remember are the one times i responded amazingly right so i'm like i feel like right but like i'm but the times i totally gaslit the person that's they that called me out or something right or bypass their you know i'm not going to remember that because i probably didn't see it as a call out or i saw some stupid idiot commenting on my stuff or whatever right <laughs> so it's hard to it's hard to say um but it does feel like, it just feels so um, detached from reality. But I think there is a dy- dynamic that there is a detaching from reality as well. Like, you know, I, I just had a chat with um, Benji the other night. Um, hey there, is it, what's his, what's his handle <laughs> actually? Hey, I'm
1: yeah.
0: Ben. Hey there, Benji. I'm, hey there, Benji. Um, and we chatted for like three hours straight. But like we just don't know how it's on fire, but we're chatting about it. And I was just saying, man, every time I see his stuff, I get kind of like pissed off cause it's so good. And it makes me so angry that he doesn't have a bigger following. And you also, I think we actually talked about this last time I talked to you. Like I was like, I'm so, I want your stuff in more faces, in more on more screens, on in more podcast headphones. I don't know. Like I'm like, your stuff is amazing, and like it pisses me off that like, like for like, if you were a white person, you would have more likes. But a big dynamic I think as well is the inherited platforms that we're talking about most of these people in this space have inherited a platform so even like i look at myself now the 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 platform i inherited was very small maybe a couple thousand people um but i came off the back of that right i mean quite literally at least i started with a few thousand people most Mm -hmm. people start from nothing when they haven't come from being a person on a stage um and when you look at these people you know Right, wrong, whatever, whether they're good at their job, whether they're not. Um, most of them came off the back of having a few thousand followers from being a Christian celebrity, a Christian right. worship leader, or whatever. And they come out and deconstruct and, and, yeah, that hurts. I get it. You lost 80% of your audience. That still left you with 20,000 people following you on Instagram. Jesus. Like, right. you know what I give for 20,000, right? You know, it's like, oh, wow. um And it does, it does just strike me how simple it is for you to be an expert on deconstructing when actually you actually have no fucking idea yet what deconstructing right. is even potentially some people. Now, of course, a lot of these people have been doing this for a while and I'm not saying any of them have no idea, but I'm just talking about the that transition is so simple. And, and, it, and it pissed me off as someone that researches deconstruction and gets the data and tries to educate people on the actual kind of topic and some of the systemic stuff piss me off every time when i see it because it's like oh the new york times just did an article on deconstructing because this celebrity deconstructed and they've asked these three people that just deconstructed last week what it means (laughs) and they and then on the other side they go and they ask john piper and brian houston what deconstruction means and you're like fuck me jesus christ (laughs) this is a pain in the ass everyone's just throwing out all sorts of nonsense on every side um but of course, they're going to ask the big plaster, of course. And that's, of course, going to be whatever. And you can't really do much about that. But when it comes to people in a deconstruction space, who do they turn to? It's not you. It's not someone with data points. It's not these sort of things. It is someone that is a bigger person. And I'm becoming that as well. As I see my platform grow, I'm noticing people come to me and I'm like, how many people are going to Joe? How many people are going to you? How many people are going to Benji? How many people are going to fill in the blank, right? I mean, there's so many great people of color, black indigenous people that are deconstructing that are doing incredible work that are largely just obscure, right? I mean yeah. they're just they're hidden in a sea of white faces. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know.
1: And it's and no. it's tough, right? because I don't I don't necessarily want more like because it, it's to me, it's a responsibility mm. like I think I think that's also the difference I mean Joe Joe has a much larger platform than I do but like Joe's Joe stays in her DMs like Joe responds to people She lives there Joe to everybody right like Brenda whoever like you can't even you can't even get at them right mm. like they <laughs> they'll disable comments, they won't respond to DMs, they won't. So it's like there's there's just this this disconnect. Mm-hmm. And maybe I would be that too. Like I don't know. Like this again, it goes to this platform culture, it goes to the celebrity, it goes to like all these issues right that we didn't sort out in Christianity. And now we seem to not be sorting them out here. But it's mm-hmm. like like I came into this space very very conscious that like oh whatever whatever it is I'm doing here I do not want to build a platform on on hurting people like whatever I'm doing I don't want there to always have to be hurt evangelicals you know I don't want to ha- I don't want to give you a course on how to deconstruct because I hope someday we don't we don't have to do this anymore that like everyone will just be <laughs> free and easy from the beginning right so I don't I don't want this to become my personality like yelling at whatever. So like, no, so I wanna, I wanna just have fun. I wanna make my spoofs and I wanna do music. I wanna do things I would do anyway, and that I will continue to do if, if I get burned out talking about deconstruction, when I can no longer talk about Hillsong, when I, when I just don't want to anymore. Hopefully here's, here's still some, some things that will stand the test of time. And here's, here's where you can still find me doing what I do in the real world. Like, I don't I don't wanna build another church. I don't wanna get yeah. caught in another community that relies on all of these people agreeing on this one thing or all of these people, you know, feeling the same pain. And so like, I get it, the fear of losing your livelihood, but I'm also just really cynical about like, why did you make this your livelihood? Yeah. Like, and what, yeah. how are you any different from Carl Lentz or any any of the Hillsong pastors. Like I I understand that they got trapped in this system. And I understand why they keep coming back, right? Like I don't think you should be able to come back, but I understand why you want to, because you don't know how to do anything else. Like you haven't yeah. built another skill set. And I'm like, and I feel like you guys are doing the same thing. And so it must be terrifying when these people are turning against you because you don't have a backup plan. Yeah. And I'm like, that's. Yeah, we should we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have set it up this way. Yeah. You know, I it, see this
0: it, all it. the time in my DMs when I have pastors message me going, help, I'm so scared. I've lost my faith I, or I'm questioning my faith or I don't even know what I believe or maybe I'm becoming more progressive. Or whatever. But I uh, left high school, went straight into seminary, you know, got a job as a youth pastor, associate pastor, senior pastor. I now make 100K a year. Um, right. I've got kids in college that I'm paying for. I've got a mortgage, I've got payments on cars. And honestly, the only thing I'm also qualified for is Walmart. And if I go do that, I'm going to be on the street in a millisecond and right. my kids are getting kicked out of college. And, you know, my wife will leave me or whatever, or my husband early, you know, yeah. husband, probably not husbands, right? No, no, no female pastors making a hundred K a year. Um, certainly not unless they're attached to a man. Um, right. But and and I look at that and I and you know I have every bit of compassion, right? Because everyone is ultimately on some level this victim of this huge system, right? This this one, you know, straight cis het white older guy that's a pastor. He didn't make the system. He he was right. a part of furthering it. Absolutely. He's gonna have to deal with that and process that. But like at the end of the day, he grew up as a youth kid that wanted to become a pastor, is groomed to be that and everything. So I'm like, you have been on a path to being stuck right and i look at a christian celebrity worship leader or whatever right? right and probably making good money touring i don't know how much they make but maybe it's quick crap i don't know but it's more again than walmart,
1: walmart right yeah. or
0: whatever or you know starbucks or you know who knows um, or trying to make it as a musician outside of that right <laughs> like let's right. be honest right christian musician does not equate directly to fantastic you know top 40 musician right right, right. Um, if it did they'd be in the top 40s uh, they wouldn't be making christian music nine times out of ten i'm sure um and it it's 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 hard i, I get it like I, I get that and i also see it in myself right again i i i'm a bit different i was in it before i became anything christiany um mm-hmm. and i was making very good money doing that it foil oil industry right i mean like god that's probably worse right i mean i'd I'd rather be a a christian worship leader than that um but uh yeah i i I did it i could probably go back to doing it or something and i choose to to do the whole thing where if i got canceled i'd make more money um Mm -hmm. but i do notice it i noticed last year i was talking to my wife about it and i was like this makes me really uncomfortable on multiple levels but i think i posted I posted something on my Instagram and some people reported it. I think it was Christians reporting it because they didn't like it, basically. I'm, I'm assuming. I, I spent time thinking about it. I was like, doesn't seem racist, doesn't seem, you know, phobic. You know, I can't think of anything obvious that like people are reporting me for. Probably just Christians getting upset. But Instagram shadow banned me and I mm-hmm. literally lost about half my audience overnight and it was about 3 and I, if you look through the sentence it's like oh you'll be returned to normal in January and I'm like fuck it's October and I am someone that makes my income like I make about right now about $17,000 a year that's my income and I do this full time 60 70 hours a week most weeks like I can't go work in we don't have Walmart but the equivalent um probably just as bad but praise be we don't have Walmart um <laughs> I can't go do that right now if I could keep doing this. And, and I'm looking right. at this and I'm going, shit, it was the first time I really felt shook where I was like, shit, I, I might have my income just dry up overnight. Cause basically without social media, that's gone. Right. Um, and it gave me this taste of, of, you know, whatever, you know, Brenda or Alice or these different people. I mean, Alice has got her own, she's not tied to this at all. Like, you know, she's, right. she's, she's good. Um, but you know, someone like Brenda, I'm sure, predominantly makes all her money through goddess gray doing stuff like that like that must be a scary thought that you could be canceled you could you, you could have your entire audience go eh, we're not going to give you anything on patreon anymore and you'd be overnight fucked i mean the ramifications are quick as well right yeah. i mean one month and your patreon can dry like that's yeah. a scary thought
1: um and yeah, like and i haven't i haven't looked because I don't want to and also but like even that that idea you know oh, my, my livelihood is being affected like the fact that you could just say that I need to see some numbers and I need you to tie that directly to Joe Lumen, and you're mm. saying this is based on lies so I need you to show me I need you I need to see the numbers and I need to see how it's attached to a lie that Joe Lumen has told like that to me was also very very white woman very white privilege to just come out with like basically an accusation mm. with no no founding and people just just take that and like oh you guys are hurting her are we you're just taking right. her word based off of, off of what because she didn't come she didn't come you know with that post in march she didn't open up by saying here's the dip my livelihood took. Here's, you know, how my reputation got hit. Like she came in like, no, all is, all is well fine and dandy. And here's what I've been mm. thinking about, you know, whatever. And then literally a weekend, 72 hours tops later, you're crying about what Joe Lumen is doing to you. So you've, you've taken a financial hit in these past 24 hours. Really? We're just, mm. Oh, we all we're all just believing this. Okay, sure. That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because it's, again, it wasn't you're blaming this on this woman of color. So I would assume, you know, you're saying, Oh, I lost all these women of color. You never had them. So I'm like, so who right. who are you really losing? Like you're nobody's canceled you like people were literally trying not to because if people were canceling you you wouldn't have the comments because they would have said oh no just forget it unfollow not worth my time like people are trying to hold on to you yeah and you just don't you don't see it you don't accept it
0: and that's a a thing that i think i mean we can all forget this at times right is that like everyone wants you to succeed in life right yeah. no one is out there going i mean maybe like i don't know your ex-pastor or something is going fuck i hope janice really falls flat on her face or whatever right i don't know maybe um but like generally speaking right people that are following you you say something that's racist i'm like fuck oh dude do you realize and they are like going please go right. oh my bad i missed my mistake you're right that's wrong it, to be honest with you this whole thing right at the beginning if everyone had just gone whoa yeah Thanks. We're going to think about that and just get back to you and give us a week to process, to internally reflect and we'll respond. But you're right. There's some stuff in there that we, we hadn't thought about that's maybe not very good. Honestly, just that probably would have blown over. Like, well, it did blow over. But but like, you know, it doesn't take much because people yeah, want you to succeed. They want to believe the best in you. And for you to lose people that are already supporting you, like, like, Twenty thousand people following you i guarantee you probably got like 200 at most giving you any money right i mean like let's be right. honest right you've got a very small minority and those people really like you like they're right. pumped about you and what you're doing for them to go from that to you're dead to me i'm out like that's a significant change it doesn't happen because someone over there said eh, i don't really like them like right <laughs> you've done something or responded a certain way or right like it's it's just absolutely like shocking to me that people don't you know recognize that honestly the only person that can really harm your passionate following is you
1: is you yeah
0: yeah but it's the same deal right does a pastor really think right did Hillsong really think a documentary, right? I'm stoked about this new documentary. I've watched all the documentaries <laughs> so far and I love it. Um, I'm here for it all. And I'm also like, come on, lay it on. Let's get, let's get it even more. But yeah. did Hillsong really think that anyone in Hillsong that's quite content, that's chucking 10% of their salary in there, that's buying all the merch, that's still there even after the Brian Houston shit and things like that, right? I mean, but like Carl Lentz, did they really think the documentary is going to be like, oh God, everyone's left. Of course not, right? No. Documentaries no. are people that are left, people that are maybe sitting on the fence going, no, I'm not really sure about this place anymore. Like, but like it takes a lot for your passionate following to lot. go yeah. anywhere. Like I've seen pastors I follow say some shit. And it's only like 10 years later, I'm like, holy fuck. Like right at the time, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. So maybe I'm gonna have to fit that in my life. I don't really know how to do that, but okay. Like. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I came from a, uh, I came from a very liberal, <laughs> Western liberal uh, nation in Europe. Moved to America, joined a church that was like hardcore, right wing, rural, like Republican loving, gun toting. You know, f- everything should be free, no laws everywhere. Sh- you know, shoot your gun in the air and don't pay any taxes. Like, and I i bought it like it took me a while but i was there going okay yeah well i like everything else i like what we're teaching in the bible i like what we're doing i like that how we're helping people right okay yeah and within about three four years i'd adopted a whole bunch of right-wing ideologies Mm -hmm. and then you know fast forward i get back to uk and i'm like holy shit what was that (laughs) wipe it off and i'm good but you want to believe you want to you know people are really forgiving of the people that they love and they, they want to believe in. Um yeah it's just it's fascinating to it's it's again this persecution co- context right it's this idea like, like shell isn't going oh look at these people they stopped buying our petrol and gas because we, we pour stuff into the ocean and we've known for 80 years it would destroy the earth. And we just thought, fuck it, we'll do it anyway. And now they're not buying it. Oh, cancel. No, you're just making some shit decisions and people are realizing and they're going, you know what, I'll buy something from somewhere else. I'll go, yeah. right? That's not cancel culture. It, no one owed you anything for the fuel that you were pulling out of the earth and poisoning the world with. Like, deal with it, right? Go renewable if you want to keep making money. I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, right. Right. And that's the thing. Like nobody, (laughs) nobody owes, owes you anything. And that's, I think that's easier for some of us to just kind of accept because it's like, that's, yeah, that's been the principle of my life. Like as a black person, yeah, you know that, no, you're going to have to fight for, for everything that you get. You're going to have to earn it. Like people want to see your credentials. People want to, they're going to check up on me in a way they're never going to check on Brenda. Like (laughs) <laughs> why, well why how how are you saying this based on what authority who, who told you that who like who who gave you permission to say this mm. like there are just checks that I have to go through that other people don't and it's like and we just know that and that's that's fine but now we're trying to we're trying to start a new world here and so these systems they, they have to flip and so now people are going to ask you a few more questions and like and you're crumbling like again, because people people are want to hold on to you because we're also lazy. Like I have I have Patreon and I have people that I support. And I'm like, and part of it is just the way Patreon is set up. I'm like, this is just not a user-friendly site. It's not, no. it's not great. But like I have people, I've been sending you money. I'm I'm not looking at your stuff. Not because I don't care, but because like it's just not convenient. And I'm just trusting that you're just I just want to give right. you money. I don't really care what you're doing. So now, if you're going to do something annoying, I'd rather talk to you and, and hopefully have you apologize. I don't want to have to go to Patreon and figure out how to cancel this. Like, it's already coming off <laughs> my credit card? Like it's fine. I'm already not thinking about it. Like it takes so much for any like automi- automatic payment thing for anything, right? Like I mean, that's why they want you to do it, because once, yeah. once it's, it's in there, we don't want to have to think about it. So I don't want to have to think about your racism. And like you're doing something bad enough where I actually have to go on this website <laughs> and find this back door that I have to put in effort. Like, this is work. This is work to cancel you, right. and nobody wants to do any extra work. Right. So we're just in your comments like, hey, you didn't mean this, right? Like, yeah. You see. This you body, see this it is, was
0: already here when we got here, right? You know, right. You know, you're wrapping it in a carpet and dumping it in the ocean, but that's just, you know, you were just moving it out of the way, right?
1: Right. Oh, no, you did do it, but you're never going to do it again, right? Like, yeah, this you're was, fine. Right? This was an accident. Like, please, please don't make me go on that website. Like, <laughs>
0: I don't remember my login for Patreon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So just this idea that like people are just just ready to cancel. It's not happening. Yeah. It's really not. Like, yeah. So all you're mad about here is you just don't want to deal with the commentary, and that's a problem because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be. We've had we've had the monologues, we've had the sermons, and now people are looking for dialogue. And if you don't want to be in dialogue with people why are you here yeah like you literally you just want to be new pastors
0: yeah this this is something i guess we could um maybe talk a bit about this i'd be really interested in your thoughts of what this looks like uh when done healthfully like you talk about you know okay someone's just these constructed right christian celebrity uh worship leader deconstructs they get on their page and go hey guys i'm deconstructing and i'm here to help you too if you need help and you're like oh cool how long you been deconstructing 18 minutes like whatever right i don't know and it's probably not maybe they've been starting for eight years behind the scenes and they've got great wealth of wisdom and you know i'm friends with john steingart talked to him a bit about his process and and he did some serious work before he said anything right and you you can tell he's read well he's really navigated the pains of a lot of that um, all sorts of different stuff and you're like, oh okay cool, you've got some interesting things to say. talk to him and go, wow, yeah, there's real depth there. fantastic. Now uh, I have, me and John haven't talked much about working anti-racism, stuff like that. Um, and so I don't know where he's at. so the, the, the analogy stops there for that one, right? But you're this person, you've deconstructed. you've said, you know look, look I'm not expecting you to decolonize your whole world 18 minutes in. Right? If you haven't, I, like, I'd be delighted if you had, but I, I'm expecting you to get there. And I think this is the dynamic that comes into play with a lot of people that kind of seem to specialize in deconstruction. It feels like their thing becomes, I help people that have purity culture issues. We talked about that, right? And so you become a purity culture expert and you're there and you and you know your shit about purity culture. You're right, you can talk about it. You can talk about the different traumas of it. You can talk about the different toxic components of the theology. Um, you can talk about rekindling a healthy sexual ethic and all sorts of great stuff. And that's awesome, like so, so good. But you're probably really helpful for people as a part of their journey, right? They right. jump in and go, oh, cool, you've helped me with this. They jump out and move on to whatever they're moving on to. But it does feel a lot of these people aren't themselves. If they are making any movements, they, they don't talk about much beyond those kind of small brackets or small windows um, or people that are deconstruction experts. At some point, like I often get this, I'm like, i kind of bored talking about deconstruction. Personally, mm-hmm. been bored for about two three years now really bored about it um i love some of the ancillary stuff and it's like it's all interwoven it's all the same in some way but like i would be bored if i didn't have something new i i just love like figuring shit out right um i'm a masochist or something i don't know like i just beat myself <laughs> up and go oh you you're racist at least fuck we should work on that then i guess um turn the page <laughs> oh sexist too great wonderful um <laughs> And, and I can do that to a fault for sure. But like, I'm like, I, I, I want to figure out some stuff and it, maybe at least I'll give me something to talk to people about on my podcast. I'm like, oh, I'll get someone in to talk about how to work on this issue. But it does feel like a lot of people in this space aren't moving forward, right? Like you said, you, you what do you think it's, it looks like for this to be healthy in the space? Like, do, do you think having these kind of niche people, is that is that okay? Does it work? Does it not work? Is there... You know is because it seems to be some f- major fallout for that you know if I was in my space just helping, you could say well that's fine they just help people with purity culture and I'm like yeah but if there are people that follow them then go on to do work decolonizing their faith and they don't like that you haven't right and they do stop supporting you well maybe it does impact your your work that you haven't moved on that you haven't worked on some new stuff what do you have thoughts on like what it looks like to be someone in this space does it look like we all get jobs and we you know we do this on the side like I don't know like it's an interesting dynamic
1: it is because I think I mean it reminds me a lot a lot of Hillsong um, because I think part of Hillsong's problem was that it wasn't honest about what it what it was, what it is. And so like Hillsong is great for brand new Christians, right? For getting people in. But then Hillsong pretends, no, you can't, you can't grow out of here. Like if you're not getting fed, that's on you. Mm. And so like it, it stunts, it stunts people. So now you're here and you're hearing the same weak theology which was honestly probably fine in your first year. Like you just needed something light. You just needed something to get you in. And that's great. And it's like Hillsong probably could have gone on forever if it would just let people come in, use it while it was good and then grow up and move on. And I think that's how it should be out here. Like you can have your niche, but then you need to be honest about what it is And then you need to let people grow out of it and go. And you're not being canceled. People are just growing and you're not, and that's okay. Like, that's fine. But the problem is when people say, hey, this this is anti-Black, this needs to be decolonized. And you're saying, well, we're working on it. I'm sorry if we're not working fast enough for you and your trauma is being activated because you're being triggered by what you're reading into this but this isn't this isn't the whole picture like you're gaslighting us no this is the mm. whole picture you don't you don't have the range you don't have the resources like it would even be different if you said oh yeah i'm the purity culture expert i'm white i don't know what it is you know for a black person to go through this, here's my book. I can take you this far, and now here are some Black purity culture people that I, you know, that I'm in community with, who I talk with. Here are some women of color. Here are here are the people I can refer you to that I'm in community with. So maybe I'm I'm on this journey, and I'm not talking about it because honestly I shouldn't be because I'm not I don't know enough, and I shouldn't also set myself up as the decolonization expert. Cause I probably never will be. We need to be moving people on. Like, I think, unfortunately for a lot of white people in this space, I'm like, I think, I think your time is up. Like, I think we've heard enough from mm-hmm. white men, all of our lives from white women. And this stuff has to flip. And it's like, you're going to have to be honest at some point that your perspective, your experience is actually really limited. And so you're always gonna have the biggest piece of the audience, but then they are going to age, age out of you. They are going to grow up and go away. And you have to let them mm. like I think I think that's what it is. I think everybody in this space has to kind of live with an open hand and realize that like no one's gonna be with us forever, you know? Yeah. People are gonna come, they're gonna go, and they're gonna say, Oh yeah, I really like this for right now. Uh, it's not exactly my speed and whether that's because I'm moving forward or stepping back, like, Oh, actually don't, that's too much for me right now. I don't want that. So I'm going to revert and go back over here, you know, where I feel comfortable. Like it's, it's fine. I think, I think we're coming into this kind of with the same scarcity mentality from Christianity where everyone's just trying to hoard, hoard people and hoard their resources. And it's like, we can't, I think, I think there's enough for everyone. I don't know what enough means because also I don't think we should be looking at people just for, you know, what we can get from them. Right. You know, customers. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want to sell you a deconstruction wares. Right. again, I'm trying to, you know, do what I would be doing anyway. It's just, all right. Yeah. I love I love theater. I love writing. I love doing these things. I'm doing these things on the outside as well anyway. And this is what I'm bringing to this space, but yeah, I have to have a real job and I have to, you know, do real stuff as well um, because I'm not, and I don't want to be dependent on this community. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's hard. I think capitalism, capitalism sucks and it turns us all into commodities. And once, once you've kind of gotten on that roll and you've gotten in that routine, again, I have empathy for how hard it can be to break that and just how terrifying that must be. But I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah,
0: it's, it's such a fascinating. thing. This is where my, my anarchist side has always served me well. Like I do everything and I do it for free and I will always do it for free. And I refuse. I, I had someone recently asked me to um, read their book, and give them feedback and they offered me $10,000. And I said, no, hmm. I was like, no, I will not do something for money just for that. I don't know. Like look at me or whatever. I, I take the money under maybe other circumstances. I don't know. But like, I'm just like, no, this cannot be about making money. It has to be right. about creating space for people. Um, And it's interesting what you say, right? I mean, it's like this hoarding mentality is so like fucking churches. I remember like- we we used to be a part of this thing it's called street pastors in the uk and so we have a huge binge culture uh in the uk friday saturday nights everyone just gets wrecked like you're talking like 50 percent of the country just goes out. i mean even people in their like 40s and stuff go out and gets wrecked they spend like a fifth of their salary on alcohol i mean it's just like and you're like what the fuck is happening here right and i like hey have fun like I'm, I'm not that but like it's it's a weird dynamic in this country and so churches set up this movement and it was basically called street pastors and they were going to go out and just check people were okay check you know women weren't getting you know taken advantage yeah. of check you know whatever was going to happen fights weren't breaking out they'd try and disarm it with kind of non-violent uh, kind of conflict resolution some really cool stuff in some ways um but the weird dynamic was it was churches working together but they would see people get saved every now and again and so it created this really weird dynamic where you've got like five or six churches working together they talk to this one guy who gets saved and it's kind of shark in the water right it's like <laughs> who gets this one who gets him right it really was who gets him like who, which one's going to get this guy to show up at church gets his testimony gets his 10 percent gets his you know whatever amazing right. rise to you know becoming sunday school pastor or kids worker or whatever i don't know like um who gets this person um and it and it, this weird scarcity but like you can it fascinating because I know the data, right? So I know the numbers, and you're looking at mm-hmm. like huge numbers. You're looking at ten thousand people a day in America leave the church, like ten thousand people, like, and we're like going, ah, I've got 15,000 and I kind of don't like that person with thirty thousands because they might have more than me, and, and I wish someone would come to you know. It's like, f- what are we fucking talking about? It's millions, like, like tens of millions and yeah. i don't know anyone in deconstruction space has got more than i don't know like 50 60 000? i think joe's probably the biggest account i think i follow um i don't know what she's at like last time I looked, it was like fifty thousand or something i'm like and
1: yeah that's
0: big yeah. um but it's tiny right i mean like if the people that deconstruct god damn it a whole bunch more of them need to go and look at joe's stuff right i mean let's be honest right um but it's this weird scarcity mentality it's this weird dynamic that you that we couldn't possibly think that everyone would be better off the more they were exposed to. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, weird dynamic. Uh, it's-
1: and Especially, yeah, when money when money gets involved, because again, if we were all just, if we were all just out here for free, right? And we were all just offering what we were offering, I don't think we would be as, as precious about it. But again, once it's, oh, no, this is my livelihood. And yeah, just thinking about, people only have a certain amount of dollars and i want them all like right. <laughs> you know and i yeah so i have to i have to keep them and they can only be here and they have to and it's like no yeah. i have yeah i have a few supporters and i feel very very grateful very very lucky um but also again like if you're gonna sign up for my patreon i'm like there are no guarantees here i'm i'm talking about deconstruct if you're here because you like me for deconstruction don't don't be here honestly like Mm. just if you see something i do read deconstruction you like that just throw me five dollars you know tip me when you like something that i do but don't come here thinking oh now i'm paying and now she has to dance that dance that i like right you know when i want it or oh (laughs) Here, I, I supported you. So now you have to Hillsong did this thing and now you have to talk about it. Like there's no I may I may stop this tomorrow. I'll still be doing music and I'll still be doing Mm-mm. sketchy stuff and I'll still be doing whatever. It might have to do with church stuff and it might not. So like that's that's the deal. Like I'm just yeah. doing I'm just doing my thing, but it's not about this specific yeah. thing. So take your take your deconstruction dollars wherever. <laughs> wherever they work like wherever you want to spend them
0: stretching bucks right <laughs> yeah. i laugh at this right because i think part of my anarchist beginnings with with finance stuff like some of it was seeing that the abuse involved in this whole system and going i want people that are abused to never walk through the door and go oh here we are again, right? So people think of like the Josh Harris situation where he decides, "I'm going to sell a course about how to recover from the thing I created," like, <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, this hurts on a few levels, actually," <laughs> and, and you know, he he listened, you know, whatever the deal was there. I mean, he took it down. And, hey, hey, maybe missed the mark here, and so hats off to him for kind of you know uh, responding in in a better way than many might have. Um, but another dynamic of it for me at the time. Was also I was traveling around as a path, as like a speaker in churches, but I knew lots of people that traveled around and spoke. Like you kind of mm-hmm. all know each other, right? And I knew a lot of big speakers that did it. And I talked to speakers behind the scenes and go, "Hey, I noticed you said that in this meeting. Like, is that really what you think?" And they're like, "Well, no, but this church gives me twenty grand a year. It's come once a year, and honestly." I can work with where they're at, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you're a prostitute on some level, right? You, you've prostituted yourself. I, sorry, I know that's not the the best worker, but you sell something for money. Like you, you're literally selling something you believe, whatever you know. You're 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 just whoever pays the highest money. Right. You're there for the biggest bidder. And I was like, fuck, I never want to be that. Like, I never, I don't want to be the person that goes, hey, would you read this book and give me feedback and write a, a, a nice like recommendation for it? No, no, right. I won't do that. Like that, that's because I don't have that exchange. There's no economy of exchange here. I'll do it for free. If you go, fuck, that was amazing. Here's the money. Like, great, by, by all means. But I, but I do think as well, there's a weird dynamic Because I do see some people and I go, gosh, like Joe Lumen, right? Joe gives this everything she's She's got. She is all in. And you know how hard she works. I mean, I I don't know if either of us actually do have any idea how, I mean, if she probably works like 10 times harder than we even think. Um, Just from talking to people that talk to her, I'm like, God, I've talked to people all day, every day that are talking to her and I'm exhausted. Like, Mm -hmm. how many other people are talking to her that aren't messaging me telling me they're talking to her? It's going to be a lot. Um, And so you look at that and you go, this has to be sustainable for this person now i don't know what her home situation is with her husband and different stuff going on but you're like this person has to pay bills Mm -hmm. and they are helping people in profound ways and there there does need to be these dynamics of money needs to change hands at some point some people so i'm not an anarchist that says people should never make money or anything like that either um and I think that's a weird dynamic to play in as well, because the simple fact is, like, right, you're doing lots of stuff that you're really passionate about. And deconstruction is like, hey, I've been thinking about this. Here's something, or I saw this. Here's something. Like, it's not your, it's not your gig. You, your life goal in life is not to just sit there and DM people all day, every day about deconstruction, right? right? Um, who does want to do that, right? Those people are crazy.
1: Um, <laughs> I but, said not, not even the people making money for allegedly right. doing. <laughs> well, it.
0: apparently not, right? <laughs> Switch off messages. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's a weird dynamic, you know. Like that. Yeah, I, I think some people throw themselves in. I think this was an argument for back in the day, wasn't it, with pastors and stuff, right? And you look at the Bible, and people are like, "Well, should we pay them, or should they work on the side?" Or and some people are going, "Well, I work so fucking hard, I can't work on the side. So do you want to give me some money?" Like they they were talking about two thousand years ago in the church, and I right. think we're still in these systems. These systems. Are still so prevalent that we can come out of something that we see is so rotten to the core because of these systems, and still be completely held in bondage to this system. Um, right? Yeah, I don't That's, know how these things change,
1: <laughs> especially like if you don't give yourself time to like, yeah, listen, you you get out of the system, but you got to get the systems out of you. And I think people just don't. You just come out and they just start talking and you know you you haven't done that's the whole thing right you just haven't done the work and so you've just taken your your little area of expertise that again for most of these people is only based on your experience this isn't you haven't gone to school for this you haven't you know this is just your experience and your charisma and now you're building something off of this. And so you're already already in the danger zone because you're already recreating the old platform culture. And the more successful you are, the more seductive it is, and the less incentive you have to do more work, who's gonna work harder for the same amount, if not less? Like, so this thing has worked, and I've got to hold on to this, and now I need this to stay stay the way it is. And for a little while, it was fine. But like now, now this movement is kind of moving in this new direction, and it's nothing. It's nothing personal, because at the same time, it's very personal. Just in that people are just kind of taking it upon themselves. They're like, oh no, I get to I get to choose, and I get to decide. And yeah, I don't I don't have to be loyal to this. Like, I don't, I don't have to give my undying devotion and patronage to this one thing. I can move on. And I'd love if you came with me, but you don't seem to want to. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go. Um, And it's, it's all, it's all tricky. And we don't, we don't know how to do this. Like we've only seen it done badly we're all recovering from that. And we're trying, like we're literally trying to build this plane in the air, right? Like we're already up here and we're trying to figure it out. And like, we can't help to a certain extent to just revert to what we've known. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a huge part of, of this problem is that people aren't being honest about reverting. Like this whole conversation about, no, you guys you guys just are, aren't as healed as we are like that. I'm like that's so that's that's supremacy culture right there. Right. And so I've even I'm like no, I want to change that language. I don't want to talk about who's healed and who's not healed. Let's talk about conditioning. We were all conditioned and who has been reconditioned and who who hasn't? Cuz that's a different conversation. Like it's easy for you to say, "Oh, you're still you're still not healed." And you can pretend like you are. Um but are you have you reconditioned yourself? How? Right. How have you changed? Yeah. Because I don't, you haven't. Like, what's what's different? Yeah. What, what what work have you done? What was the old mindset and what what is it now? Like let's let's have that conversation yeah. instead of no, you're still, you're still hurt. Because you're still hurt too. Your trauma just looks different and your trauma is more acceptable. Like yeah. you, <laughs> no, we're more healed because we're fine. I'm not I'm not affected by racism. I can see that post and shrug it off because you were never affected by right. racism. You could always shrug it off. Yeah. And that's not actually what we're trying to get to. Like that's yeah. not that's not health. Like that's, yeah. that's just the old conditioning and it worked there. And you think it works here and we're saying, no, no, we, we all got to recondition ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's looking at these systems again, like you look at the privileged white guy who, yeah, doesn't get hurt by a racist post, He's doing the hurt by the racist post, and that is harm that needs to be healed, both his, his audience that's being harmed, but also it's, oh, actually, I didn't even realize, I thought I was healed, but actually, there's stuff here that's going on that is hurt that needs healed. I just can't see it, because I live in a world where if you're hurt to the point where you see another person as less than, that doesn't matter. Right. Not in this, not in this room not on this page, not on, you know, whatever in this conference, whatever it is,
1: right?
0: Like, I think that's so on the money, like probably not the money, right? Let's, let's take money <laughs> off the table. Right. But that's, that's, that's it, right? It's, it's, we're talking about harm, but we are defining harm so poorly Yeah. because actually it's deep, deep harm that causes you to want to profit off of someone that's traumatized it's right. deep harm that causes you to be able to not respond well when you say something that's harmful and choose to gaslight and bypass and everything else under the table rather than go okay let me just have a quick look and see if there is something here like that's some real trauma that's caused you to close down in such a way that you can't listen to someone um, right. and i think That is a whole other conversation. I mean, that's just a whole thing that like people just aren't looking at, right? Because we can point to purity culture and I can tell you why that's harmful because I've got a bad marriage and, you know, whatever, right? It's just like, I can see the harm on the table. It's affecting me today. I don't like it. I want to fix it. And when I fixed it, it got better. Done. And it's like, yeah, but your kids are racist. And so are you. So did we fix all the harm here? um it's it's and and even like i i think you talked about this in your blog and we're going to link to your blog because it was so freaking good um i missed it first around so if there's one good thing that came from this i got to read the blog that i missed um yeah i don't know if that's a good enough reason but um yeah um but you talked about this as well even the concept of the idea of i've healed from my shit and it's like yeah but you were harmed so much less Uh, obviously talking is slightly different again of like maybe obvious harm Mm
1: -hmm. um
0: and and even with harm and pain and suffering these are such subjective terms because we can only ever experience them subjectively in a sense um but a privileged wealthy white woman that's married that's able-bodied and healthy and has healthy kids has no idea what it's like to be an indigenous single parent that's got three kids and one of them has cystic fibrosis, right? I mean, they have no fucking idea. And the harm it is to grow up in America indigenous versus growing up white. The harm it is to grow up disabled in a culture that fights for nobody to have any support versus growing up not needing that support. Um those are significant harms that need to be healed that you didn't have to get healed from. And so you can go, oh, I, I healed really quickly. I healed all three things. And you're like other people look at going, fuck, you had three things, you motherfucker. I <laughs> fucking hate you. Because I I can count three things in a in the first week of things I had to look at. You know, like it's like I got hundreds. Um, it's just a totally different conversation here.
1: It is, um, and it and it should be. I'm like I just feel like we should be to the point where we should. There should. There's like for me. There's like a baseline kind of empathy that's like still missing, because I'm like we all. We all agree that these systems were harmful, so we all came out. So if you are, you know, do you not? Do you not think that it was that there was patriarchy there? Like you would say yes. Like you would. You would say you had a harder time as a woman. But did you not, did you not, do you not think there was racism there? So like, do you already think, are you already devaluing my experience when I tell you, no, there was, there was racism and I was suffering from that as well. So if I come out of it, and we were all in the system and we all agree it was harmful, so racism was there, you were being affected by it as well. Either. By seeing me, you know, experience racism and thinking it was fine. So you say, Mm -hmm. no, no, it was, it was fine. And that's, that's how it should have been. You guys were treated the way you should have been. That's an issue. Or you did see that there was racism and now we're on the outside and you don't care. Like you're saying, no, you should be fine with that. Like (laughs) you should be over it. And we're, we're the same now. Like, I don't understand why you think, you know, this post doesn't help you or why why you think people need more than this. So it's like, there's there's still something missing. So you're either not acknowledging how you were a part of the problem inside, either because you didn't notice or because you did and it didn't bother you. Like, that's an issue. So that's 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 a harm that's a trauma you have that you haven't healed from but again it's an acceptable trauma it's it's white trauma and so it's fine no I'm healed I'm good but you still don't see how people right next to you were harmed and so like if we all grew up in an abusive household but like one child was being abused and you saw that Like, even if you weren't being hit, you weren't being harmed, like, you can't see something like that and not be affected. So, you can't have seen these things that were happening to me and not have been affected. So, whether it made you colder, like, just, you just have, like I said, there's there's missing empathy. You are missing empathy for me somewhere. And, like, you don't see that, but we're telling you that, and you're saying, no, no, you guys just aren't healed. And I don't know why you just, Mm. you know, (laughs) get on my level. And I'm like, no, your level is down there. You're not on this level yet, but because you're, again, it's this white supremacy. No, this is what it's supposed to look like. I look like it. So I'm fine. And we're saying, no, you're not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, there's another one there as well that I'm seeing in myself, and it's making me very uncomfortable, um, as well as seeing the racism, being unhappy with it, being uncomfortable with it, and then going, I'm too scared to talk to that person about it, I'm too scared to address that, I'm too scared to X, Y, Z, that might cost me too much. And I know certainly early on and even to this day right i mentioned even in the thought of like oh i should probably message alice and then going oh god i don't want to have a really horrible uncomfortable conversation fuck uh, uncomfortable that's the thing that's your pain and trauma in this situation in this huge thing where people have been really harmed sorry i got some just came i ate popcorn earlier and it dislodged and just hit me um but uh That's, that's right. Phil. Oh my God, Phil, you might have an uncomfortable conversation. Poor white Phil, gosh, man. Now he really knows the plight of the black man or, you know, like, right. Of course. Like what the fuck? But, but, you know, you look at that and you go, that's again, just this huge evidence of privilege. Like, I mean, it's just off the charts, you know, that, um, that that is something that's a big enough discomfort to me. That makes me even even if it takes me an extra day to pluck up the courage to have a conversation or whatever it is, that's astonishing compared to what the average person probably has to just look at on Instagram every fucking day and the trauma they receive from just seeing shit all day, every day, right? Um yeah, that's that's really really insightful, Janice. I like that and a lot. It's,
1: and we we get it. And like We don't necessarily want, you know, you rushing into phrase that you're not prepared for either because, you know, Alice, whoever, like racist people, anti-black, like they have have their talking points. And it's like, and I would hate for you to go in there and then feel like befuddled or feel like you got, you know. (laughs) Tripped up, or like, I, oh, I'm definitely maybe. not
0: gonna pretend to be the expert on this topic. You know, I'm <laughs> you know, like maybe like, you know, a couple of years in tops. You know, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> right. And so, like, you know, you come away like, oh, maybe she was right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. but it's part of it is just like defaulting to because again, a lot of people didn't recognize, you know, or or saw it, or just didn't didn't have a problem with anti-blackness i don't think anyone would have read that and thought oh alice loves black people like this is this is great this is great for black people like i think most people were like ah ah, i don't know about this but i don't know about this and Mm. it doesn't really concern me but i'm like if you inserted identity you cared about in there like if she Mm. said you know what you guys really wanted was was transness or what you really wanted was gayness or what you really wanted you know was Irishness. like i don't know something something that you could relate to like if you this somebody you care about an identity that you know is sometimes downed and if you replaced it how would i feel Mm. if this was written about you know Something that affects me, something that affects my, my grandma, something that affects, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this isn't, this isn't nice. This isn't great. Um, and then just take the word of the community that is responding to it. Like, yeah. you, you can always tell when people are being shitty, when they'll pull out their one, no, I have a Black friend and they said it was fine. Or I have, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, when the critical mass is telling you something, believe right. them, believe women, believe black people. When <laughs> a bunch of us are saying, This is this is shit. You shouldn't have to, you know, feel like, well, I have to have my five talking points of of whatever. Like this, this seems to be hurting a lot of, of black people. Well, my black friend said, okay, but here are four of my black friends that said, something else so if we're just gonna have a a black off like if we're (laughs) counting (laughs) i win but like let's let's just take that away there's an uproar here because most of them are saying one thing right um and even a lot of the white people who are agreeing with them like most people are saying something here so what what's that about like you know but I it's...
0: think one of the things that fascinates me, and, and again, this is maybe a dynamic. Um, you can talk to um as as a black woman, you you have an insight that I will never have, and you have an insight that maybe most of the people listening to this podcast aren't. I am very aware that the large majority of my audience are going to be white. And a big part of why I've basically stopped doing podcasts, except for when I can find someone that's black person indigenous person uh um, someone that's differently able something something that isn't just another white guy um that's basically the only time i'm doing podcasts because i want to be trying to change some of the narrative for a lot of white people and what they're hearing and seeing but it does feel like um it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where you talked about you know like i'm not following any of these white like deconstruction space like you know Women that are conventionally attractive, and I don't know what else they labeled themselves as, whatever you know, like, but like, and and maybe that's unfair, maybe, maybe it was just um, Alice labeled them as I I don't know, I I didn't get into the weeds enough, but um, you know, for you, you're like, I don't really care, don't care, not interested in that white deconstruction space in the same way, um, not looking to them to inform me, not whatever, and again, the people that are arguing with them and saying, hey, there's some problems here are mostly white women going, mm-hmm. hey, I felt, um, you know, unseen in this picture, or, and and amazingly as well, sometimes not even from an own personal perspective, but also like, hey, I also think that some people over here, Black right. people or different abled, might feel unseen. Um, that's really amazing, but I do wonder if on some level there is this kind of echo chambering. You know, you look at the church and again it's very similar right you know evangelical spaces black people aren't flooding to evangelical spaces and we don't really wonder why right let's be honest right in fact we're kind of in awe that there's any black people in evangelical spaces especially after the last few years and just how clear evangelicalism has been about uh what it thinks about a lot of things um and so you look at, you know, in the in the American church, at least, this is quite different in Europe to some degree, but in the American church, you, you generally have the historically Black Protestant church, and you have the different white mainline, white, you know, evangelical, you know, these kind of um, largely segregated, in a sense, um, or, or divided groups. Do you see this being the case in the deconstruction space? Do you, do you see that being okay? Do you see that being just more harmful systemic stuff replicating itself? What do you what do you think about this? Because I, I, as a white person, don't even know how to think about that topic. Like, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin, but it's something I see. It's something I'm conscious of. I'm like, I feel uncomfortable with the fact that I ask my audience, I think I'm at 15,000 or something now, and I post on my stories and maybe a thousand people see it and I'm like, hey, who is a person that is black, indigenous, um, you know, person of color, uh, differently abled, neurotypical, uh, atypical, you know, like uh, neurodivergent, like send me some DMS from people you want. And I get like five messages and I'm like, really, are you fucking kidding me? And like four of them are like Joe Lumen, And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, And I love Joe and I'd have her back on my podcast in a millisecond, but I've had it twice already. So like, you know, can we mix it up? Um, and to me, that just highlights this, there's this echo chamber, right? There is an echo chamber. Like I guarantee if you ask most people that are white and deconstructing, name a person of color um, that is in the deconstruction space, 90 plus percent would say GeoLumen is their first response. And a lot of them wouldn't be able to say many more people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is, is that and, a problem? I feel like it's a major problem, but I don't know.
1: It is, it is and it isn't. Um, again, everything, everything takes time, right? And people, people come out of, people deconstruct for different, different reasons. Um, so I think initially, everybody just kind of lands in the same big pot. And then depending on why you came out is going to direct a lot of who you first kind of attach, attach to. And like, I don't, I think, I, I think it really can't be helped that a lot of the first faces you're going to see are going to be white people. And in some ways, I think sometimes we might even need that. Like, it's almost like a form of detox. Mm-hmm. Like when you've been so used to hearing from white men, like the first ex-evangelical podcast I listened to was almost heretical. Um, so two white men. And that actually helped me because it was like, oh, here are some of the things that I have thought And here are some white men kind of like giving me permission in a way or kind of like you know justifying some of this like sometimes you need
0: this isn't just because you're a black woman
1: right right Right. and sometimes like you just need something familiar and like this new Mm. new thing so i think that's why i think there were always there will always be space for almost heretical like there will always be space, you know, and we're creating these podcasts, we're creating this content that should, should be evergreen, right? Like, even if mm-hmm. I don't need this, I can't relate to the first episodes of my podcast anymore, but somebody can, somebody's still there, somebody needs that. And so, yeah, I think we just come out and we look for something familiar in this new world. So that's fine. But then like, okay, but if you came out, if you came out because, because of racism, then you're probably going to hear about Joe Lumen before somebody who came out because of homosexuality. Right. They might hear of Kevin Garcia first, right? right? And so so then it matters like who is Kevin attached to. So he's oh, okay, I might mm-hmm. find Joe Lumen through that. And so like I said, a big issue with these purity culture folks, right? Like it's not just that you guys haven't decolonized, you don't know anybody who has. And the mm-hmm. one person you met, you burned her and now you're like, now we got these opposing teams. And so like, it doesn't speak well for the future of you guys' movement, whatever this is, because right. you don't, you just don't have the channels to direct people, you know, and for the the content creators of color for us in a, in a small way, like sometimes it's kind of nice to kind of be off, off to ourselves and to have, you know, our community. And I think I think the way this changes where we we kind of stop, you know, a lot of white content creators and it's great. You know, like, oh no, we wanna bring along, we wanna bring along black people, we wanna bring along, you know, people of color, awesome. But then you also have to start thinking, no, how can I go to where they are? Like, instead of just, how can I share my platform? how can How can I be the minority? Like, how can I go into some of these rooms where I'm not? the one in charge where i don't understand everything that's happening where my expertise is not you know being sought where i am just here and i'm yeah. just learning and i'm just listening in um so i think it's it's not it doesn't it's not always an issue but it can become an issue like yeah. i think i think it's fine for there to be a little niche groups and honestly like <laughs> you know like alice I don't want you over here right now. Like you're not safe. You need to be right. wherever you are it and hopefully, yeah, at some point somebody there will introduce you to someone who can take you a step further. Like you are not, you, you met Joe Lumen, and you guys can't speak at this point, right? Like you guys, you're you're not there yet, but surely there's a path for Alice. There There are baby steps somewhere. Mm. When she, if she ever chooses, you know, or decides, hey, maybe I should rethink some of this stuff. So, not everybody, not everybody, like, again, like I said, not everybody comes out caring about decolonization. They don't have the language for it. They don't have the desire. They're just trying to figure out their purity culture shit, and that's fine. Figure it out. But then when you see an uproar like this, Either it'll affect you or it won't. And if it doesn't, you're not there yet. That's fine. But if it does, you know, if it affects my neighbor, I don't get to tell them, no, you're wrong. You're making this into something that doesn't matter because that's what we heard in the church, right? Like, no, this isn't, this is your pet issue. God, it doesn't matter to God. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, and now we're doing the same thing. No, this is your pet issue. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't matter to you. And that's fine, but it matters to me. So I've got to move on and I've got to, oh, I got to follow Joe Lumen. Oh, and then here's this plethora of people that she's following and who she talks to. And not all of them are going to be for me. I'm not ready for all of them, but maybe this one. Oh yeah. God is not giving. She jokes around a lot. She's, she's fun. She's funny. I don't like what she says all the time, but it makes me laugh so I can... (laughs) I can deal with that. But like, <laughs> if you want some real some real book knowledge, some real hard stuff, that's not necessarily me, but maybe you'll find that person through me. And so yeah, yeah I think it's all I'm okay with people kind of being segregated if there is if there's an out or if there's an yeah. in to to something else. And so when these echo chambers are just very much echo chambers, which seems to be happening, you know, like I said, you guys had this this one woman of color that everybody knows and you actively chose to burn her publicly. And for whatever reason, you thought it was going to go well for you. Like you, you seriously underestimated and devalued, you know, her right. and her platform.
0: And you seriously don't know Joe, right? I mean, like, no. Jesus, nobody that knows Joe would even like i just i can't even imagine like yeah
1: right yo is the
0: smartest most badass person i've ever met in my life because i'm she like has to be. i would never go you know what i'm gonna pick a fight with or you know i'm gonna try to discredit it? or right? i'm like are you fucking insane just again it. showing oh you didn't really sit down and get to know this person you didn't, you didn't really right and not to mention if you sit down and get to know this person you're like oh i have to sit and think right the last thing you're thinking is fighting you're like I have to go home and mull over this for like years. (laughs) Like I got so much shit to deal with.
1: (laughs) Right. But it's like, you're not, yeah, you're not, you're you're not playing this game. Well, like like, I just don't, I do, I don't understand it from any standpoint. Cause even if this is just, this is just bad capitalism. I'm like, at some point you just got to suck it up. And the customer is always right. Like, Okay, okay, enough of you have said something. I gotta find a way to back out of this now. But it's like you are going wrong and strong. And I mean, I guess I respect it to a to a degree, but what are you doing? Yeah.
0: There's there's a weird dynamic with deconstruction. So I talk about this in my research that with deconstruction, our tendency is to talk about what we agree with. Uh, and what we believe. And we go, so what does that person believe? Oh, they believe Jesus died and rose again. They're a Christian. They believe that, I don't know, Satan is Lord. They're a Satanist. They believe, you know, whatever. They don't believe in God. They're an atheist. You know, like we, we look at these kind of points. And one of the fascinating components of defining people that deconstruct is that there wasn't clear they believe There was markers for how they believe, how they have believed. There was markers of how their beliefs have changed. There's like momentum there. Um, There's maybe slight trajectory, but it's not trajectory towards specific beliefs. It's trajectories towards how they believe. And so what we found was the conversation was never really actually about what do you believe when we looked at thousands of people at Deconstruct. What the conversation turned into was how do you believe? And so how you go about believing has fundamentally changed. So what you believe had to, but what you believe now is probably not the same. If you look to your right and your left, right? You're all suddenly right. Oh, you're agnostic. But I thought the answer was clearly atheism or are you fucking kidding? Clearly you should still be a Christian or you're right. You know, like it's like herding cats deconstruction. Right. And yet, it does feel as well that the people in this space and maybe this again is a holdover from this kind of like the supremacist kind of like i am right i figured it out and here's how you should be and i think part of this does feel like this at least in these um these categories if we can them categories they're so complex and bleeding to everything but something like race it's like oh I know I'm right in this category I know what's right and you should believe what I believe um oh I figured out purity culture and this is what you should believe and it feels still so problematic it's why about th- Four years ago, I shifted because I was quite like that. I came out of Christianity. I started to believe certain things. And I would. And people come to me, I don't know what to believe. And I'd be like, oh, I'll read this book or do this. or Right? Because I had the answer and I figured it out. And I, I was pretty confident in what I believed. Um, and maybe there's some self-awareness where you're like, I've changed my beliefs so fucking much. And I'm so fed <laughs> up of telling people to change like, from what I told them last time. Uh, maybe it's not about what I believe. Maybe it's actually about what they need to believe. Um, but it feels like there's very few people I talk about this all the fucking time. I feel like every third post of mine is like, Hey guys, it's not about what I believe. It's not about what, it's why I don't post about what I believe. And I, I actively don't say what I believe anywhere. I do podcasts and I say, I will not talk about what I believe today. Cause I think it's in some ways ethically irresponsible for someone in my position is helping someone day in day out again, because they look to me maybe and go, Oh, what do you believe? I'll just believe that. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's just abusive. Um, but that's not really what the dynamic is for the vast majority of people in this deconstruction space. They are going, here's how to answer that question. Here's what to believe. Here's the right book to read. And all the books are written by white people, of course. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it's quite an interesting dynamic, this very black and white, clear-cut, cookie-cutters, this is what deconstruction was. This is why even the term reconstruction, it reeks of colonization to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I hate it so much and I scream about how much I hate reconstruction for those reasons, maybe not in expressly those words all the time. And people get really pissy about it, right? Because half the people in this space are teaching people how to reconstruct. But I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? What the fuck is reconstruction? I mean, I I get it if you're using a really loosey-goosey, like try and find some stability in your life and get okay with not knowing or you know, maybe. That's not what most people are meaning. No. And uh, I guess, is this something you've observed? Do you have thoughts on like this dynamic and uh, do you see it changing? Do you see people shifting away from this? Do you see it? I don't know. Are we just doomed? I feel like are we just doomed to consistently repeat the problem <laughs> that we've come from? <laughs>
1: Kind of, I guess, but I guess just different, a different iteration every time. Like it just looks looks a little different, but I mean, it's just so, it's just so difficult to come out of, again, so many of us have come out of like lifelong indoctrination and to kind of let go of everything and also let go of all the methods. I guess it's almost impossible. So it's like, yeah, you can change I can let go of all my beliefs, but I have to hold on to something. So I can let go of all my beliefs by holding on to somebody who believes strongly something new and, you know, holding on to that. Um, So it really, we're so used to, to leaders and to platforms. It kind of has to be on, on these new leaders, you know, on us, like it or not, Purposeful or not, if you become a leader in the space, then it kind of has to be on us to continue to throw it back and and again, be honest with our struggles, be honest about either what we believe or or be vague about it. yeah, like again because I don't want to tell you it doesn't matter what I believe. Just take me take me for what you see, either you like my content or you don't. It shouldn't matter. What I think about God today, because it could be different right. tomorrow, right? And I'm not I'm not your leader. I'm not infallible. I don't have all the answers. I am going to get this wrong sometimes. i I made a mistake, and I need to say that to you, and it should be fine because I'm not above you. I'm not your leader. Like, you might have made me that for a minute, and that's okay because I understand where we all came from. But as often as possible, I need to give this back to you however I can. And so we're putting a lot of responsibility on people who are coming out and getting these platforms to do it well, like to learn how to do it well fast. Yeah. Um, some of us are and some of us aren't. And that's, I don't think there's any way around that. Like there's no, we don't know how to do this. And so we're, yeah. we're figuring it out. Um, but I think I've been thinking a lot lately about how you know in this whole conversation, I'm like, oh, you guys are you guys are eating your own, you know, you're we're you're doing the same thing, you're canceling, you're canceling. Then I'm like, how are we? Who decided you were my own? Like, Mm. based on what? Why are you again you're just assuming ownership of people? We were never all on the same team, like. Like it's funny to me. I'm like, how did how did we decide that? Like, all oh, just because we all walked out of this building, we're all the same. And it's like, no. But just the the fact that that assumption was there. Why do I have to like God is gray? Like, just just upfront. No, you need a reason not to like to not like her. Now, who said I ever did? Like, why was right. that just assumed? Like, we were never. This is our first interaction. But like somehow there's already, I don't know, just that kind of baseline agreement that no, this is one of our leaders. This is one of our people. You have to, you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Like I'm working, I'm working on something now. And I was like, oh, again, I don't care. Cancel me because it'll probably help me. Um, I was like, no, this is people are probably going to get mad because they're like, no, I like when you do this thing, but I don't like when you do it about this person. And I'm like, no, this is, this is what I've been telling you guys. I'm not, I'm not the Hillsong attack dog. It's not about Hillsong. It's about these systems and I'm going to go after the Mm. systems wherever I see them. So if it happens to be one of your faves, you know, if you're okay with me doing it for over here, but not over here, let's ask ourselves why, like, what are we, yeah what are we really concerned about
0: yeah yeah that's I mean yeah that's that's I think that's sometimes what we need as well though right we don't really care when you take down someone we don't really I like you probably in fact no probably not like you I probably followed almost everyone in that picture I, I don't know who was in the picture explicitly all the list of people but mostly because this is my work and I have to mm-hmm. see what people post every now and again, whatever. but I haven't been following people. I'm looking at my posts for about six months. I, I, I open Instagram posts, check the DMs, and I immediately close after I've replied. I just, it's not good for my mental health to sit on here and consume. It just, it just doesn't do me good. Um, but like, there's a dynamic I, I was really impressed with my sister-in-law starting a deconstruction space i didn't know it was her for like the first like four months and i was like some of her stories sound really familiar because i know some of, she grew up in like belgium and a christian pastor's home like it was like american church in belgium and it was very colonizing because of that obviously and loads of other components um but she did something really impressive like i think a month ago i got a text from her and she says i'm going to shut my page down she's like how do you think i should do it and i was like I was literally just thinking last week, you've grown so big that, like, I was wondering if you were going to start, like, making this a thing, like, were you going to, like, open up a Patreon, maybe try and shift away from your work and do it, right, because that's what every white girl does, uh, right, <laughs> um, and I I kind of didn't think she would make it her full-time thing or whatever, um, but I was really impressed, you was just like, yeah, she's like, uh, I'm kind of done. I, I don't, I'm not consuming much deconstruction stuff. I, I, I used it to process and people liked it because I used it to process people liked it, but I'm like, eh, I don't really have much to process that people will like. So why would I keep talking? And I was just like, damn, that's it. That's it. Now it's not always it. If you pick a niche and you're focusing on helping people out as much as we go, God, well, bring the day or maybe not God, but someone bring the day where there's no one that needs to heal from religious trauma. Yeah. Amazing. Right. But in my lifetime probably gonna be someone that i can sit down and go okay it's okay you're not alone it's gonna be okay <laughs> you know like there's gonna be someone out there um and so maybe there are people that need to you know hang around if they're talking about certain niches but i was just so impressed about the capacity to be like oh yeah move on yeah or hey eh, i like that stuff for a while i'm gonna unfollow it now it's just not important to me anymore that seems like a really healthy thing. When, when we're talking about deconstruction as something that's a trajectory in a direction, you're moving in a direction. Not everyone moves in the same direction. Some people are static; they're not moving. Some people are moving, but their conversation piece and they're, what they're doing is pretty static, right? Um, I remember I had someone on uh, my podcast that helps people. Try to remember her name, Nicole. What? Uh, Nicole? oh, God. Anyway. Nicole came on my podcast and she helps people that are struggling with suicide. And we talked about deconstruction and how it impacts mental health and suicide, but I don't really follow her anymore. I kind of check in every now and again, but I'm not suicidal and I have some mental health issues, but doesn't really relate to the specific branches. And I'm like, yeah, I liked some of her stuff for a while. I thought it was really interesting, but I'm going to just put it to the side. Not important right now. Same deal. I'm not going to really follow a lot of like Christian worship leaders that are deconstructing I'm never Christian right. I've never listened to Christian worship intentionally um, like it's just not my thing um I, yeah so I just think we need to we need to transition um yeah yeah hey before you head out because I know we've been rambling on for two hours and I know it's mostly been me rambling and you've been just dropping in some amazing nuggets not
1: true, not true.
0: Um who's doing well? Who, who do you look at in the space and go that that's that's what people should be looking at that's what people if, if i was listening to this as someone in this space which i am and i am um don't let my monologues fool you i am listening <laughs> um who who do we look to and go that's that's how you do it whether it's you know black indigenous person of color whether it's white person you know like for different reasons whatever it is who are you looking at in the space and going yes these are the people that are getting it that are doing it
1: um i mean i can just i can just tell you just the people i enjoy and it's not you know they're just they're just doing themselves um uh, a little upstart you may have heard of uh joe Lumen. i don't you know she's uh... a person. Some- <laughs> Joe Lumen, you mentioned, hey there, Benji. Um unashamedly, Ashley, Rebecca in writing. Um who do who do I love? And then boys, the dirty round church kids, uh Kevin Garcia. Who Megan? got a white woman, Megan, Megan Shantz, um, Faith and Feminism, um, A Drink with the Bensons, I just love, James and Mary are just hilarious, uh, who else, I mean, and these are just, these are just people, these are my friends, these are just people I just regularly interact with, so, i mean that's a pretty good list there are obviously i'm excited
0: there's a few i haven't heard of so i'm really obviously excited
1: Obviously, many many more people out there yeah. but latch on to any one of us and then that will open open the, the doors of connection to yeah. so many other amazing people
0: yeah and that is the beauty of i mean as much social media is cancer and we should get off it as much as we can um it is fantastic in so many other ways. You know, it is fantastic that you can find someone that gets it and just pop into their stories once a week and you're probably going to find five or six things they share from someone else that they're clearly yeah. looking at that you're like, oh, that's good. Click, follow, boom. You've just five-folded how good your stories are, your feeds are. You know I mean? Yeah. So occasionally social media is great. <laughs> I think, do you know what it is? I think the reason social media was really not good for me is I follow all these accounts that are in the deconstruction space, and it's not really where I'm at. It's where my audience are at. If that makes sense, audience. I don't even know what that words, I don't know. Oh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm like, and then I'm left consuming stuff, and I'm just like, I'm just not here, and I just, I just don't care. Uh, so <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe I should just purge and just stop following stuff to do with what I'm actually doing, or create another account, or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a weird one. But Janice, it's- honestly, you are one of my favorite people. I was talked to my wife earlier, and she's like, because we've got a shared account uh, on Google where I add like my work stuff, and she's like, "Who's who's Janice Legata?" And I'm like, "Oh, I cannot even describe. I'm so fucking stoked to be talking to Janice later." And she's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yes." I'm like you have to walk the dog tomorrow because I am up late. <laughs> like, is it going to be a good one? I'm like, no, oh, seriously. Like she was like winding me up. But I'm like, yes, this is going to be good. So, you know, you are one of my faves you're, you're, you're incredible. You're so compassionate. You're so kind. You're so loving. You're so smart. You're so funny. You are just everything. Um, so thank you for so, being you. So thank you see you this next spoof succeeding. and then
1: you're going to unfollow me
0: oh i i'm here i'm here how if it's from if, if it's about me i'm like okay this hurts but i'm here like
1: never ever that yeah
0: as best i can i'm sure someone will hit me somewhere and i'm like fuck you you're dead to me i'm stop canceling me <laughs> i don't know I, I, we all probably have it in this maybe to some degree i say we all all as white men um <laughs> no but yeah. no
1: phil you're you're one of my faves i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you were away because i remember i remember thinking about joe in the early days and being like, Oh, like, Oh, like, I hope she's taking care of herself. Like, I hope, I hope nothing happens to her. Like, I hope she doesn't get burned out. And then I realized, I was like, Oh, like this is actually really selfish. Like I'm hoping this for me. Like I'm thinking about me. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, no, I want, I want you guys to be well. So I want you to be doing whatever you need to do. And so like, if I don't, if I don't see you, And if you're taking care of you, great, awesome. And again, we're all hoping for a world where none of none of this is needed, right? None of us
0: seriously have to do this. Fuck, we've got enough work to do ourselves, right? I mean, like it's yeah, we we just have this endless pile of shit, right? And it's like it's a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's great. But honestly, I'm so thankful for people like you. I mean. You know, you do not need to be out in this space helping people and educating people. You know what I mean? Like that is not your job. And, but I am so thankful. I said the same to Benji. I was like, I, Benji's an educator, right? He just loves to teach. But like, I'm like, dude, like,
1: and that's you it. have like, no
0: idea how helpful it. it is as a white person to go, oh, a, a person of color, a black person is going, hey, let me help you understand this. Because, you know, there's not so many white people out there doing that. <laughs>
1: right and like we are All literally here so we are here yeah. f- for the love like <laughs> i'm doing it because because i enjoy it and when i don't enjoy yeah. it i go away Like here. and i yeah i'm not here if I you don't see it. me it's because i don't want to be here but yeah when when i show up when benji show, when we show up because we, we genuinely want to be yeah. here and we genuinely care what happens to people um and I mean, it behooves us in the long run. Like, we want you, <laughs> want everybody to get this shit together yeah, so we can all be better. But. Yeah.
0: And I got to say as well, you know, like, you know, the, everyone going, oh, look, it's all these black people canceling me. And all these people of color are coming out of the woodwork to cancel me, right? And they're not even their audience. But the, the simple fact is, I got to say, the most compassionate, kind, patient people. That I've had on this journey have been people from the Black community, from you know people that are people of color, indigenous people, who have gone, "Hey Phil, when you use that phrase, that's not really helpful um, because mm-hmm. of this." And I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm really sorry. Like, let me work on that." Or even at times going, "Oh really? I, I don't think it is." And they're like, "No, no, slow down, listen. It is, and this is why. Like, honestly, like the amount of compassion and grace and i don't know grace is almost a triggering word now but like (laughs) i I just am in awe of what it looks like to have faced so much shit again and again and again and to look and see a person that's largely a complete stranger who looks like every other person that suppressed you for how many fucking decades and go i'm gonna gonna Give this guy some slack, like I'm constantly amazed because you know what? I don't give people slack like that. Nine times I think my wife slack like that sometimes, right? I'm mean, like, I like it's it is amazing. Um, just how much uh I, I've experienced that of, of everyone I've come across that it has been black indigenous. I mean, maybe not everyone, I'm sure someone's you know gone out, out of time for this shit. Like maybe lots of people, I just don't come across them. Um, but yeah. I've just, I've got to say, like, I'm just so in awe, like, like I said, I'm just so thankful for people like yourself, eventually, that when you have the space, you're out there going, hey, I'm going to take some time and really work at helping people. Um, It makes a big difference for me, and I know a lot of people will listen to this, they're going to go, yeah, and for us, like, a lot of people listen to this, love your stuff, everyone else has to go follow you now, um, and then they'll stop following you if you're not posting deconstruction, and um, sign up for, sign up for janice's patreon and then forget your password. that's my advice for today
1: yeah. please
0: <laughs> i love it i love it uh well thanks for having uh, thanks for having me thanks for thanks for coming anytime on. phil anytime
1: you can come on this show anytime you want
0: no it's been wonderful um have a good evening yeah you too all right
1: get get some work done because i know you're not going to bed Uh,
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe unwind for about an hour and then go to bed (laughs) i'm amped right That at the adrenaline all right right. thank you Janice.
1: love you see ya
0: all right that was janice i really like i said at the beginning i really encourage you check out her stuff on instagram god has not given honestly it's fantastic stuff she's so funny she's so insightful so smart check out that um article that we mentioned during the podcast um uh you don't need reminded that this was a podcast but during this conversation um we mentioned the article the link to that is in the show notes um and so i, I would encourage you to read it it's it's it is in depth it's a bit uh you know it's going to take more than two minutes to read but it, it is well worth a read um and to sit with and to think over um yeah i encourage you to do that i encourage you to follow um uh, janice it's god has not given on instagram i encourage you to check out her podcast read more stuff on her blog she's got some great stuff on there Um, yeah shoot her a message let her know that you love this episode Um, as I mentioned at the beginning check out the deconstructionnetwork.com if you haven't checked that out already there's over 5,000 people all over the world um, looking to connect with other people in their area um, you know to just have some companionship and, and camaraderie as they go through this painful hard process of deconstruction it can be so lonely and isolating for so many people um, and yet often it doesn't need to be lonely there are so many other people nearby that are also feeling this painful process and would love to have someone to to journey it with them and so check it out the deconstructionnetwork.com and again finally as i mentioned at the beginning if you want to support what i'm doing and help me keep doing this for free um, you can give as little as five bucks a month um, and that really helps move the needle it helps me pay the bills um, you can do that at patreon.com slash phil drysdale um, you get access to a, a private online community. It's a really great space. We talk all the time about all sorts of different things. Um, and you also get a monthly Zoom call with me and, and the other people in that space. It's usually you know, eight, 10 of us on a Zoom call, just chatting in. Uh, it's not everyone's thing, especially post-pandemic. People are not excited about Zoom, but it, it really is a great, great time. And so um, it would be great to have you on there if you want to. Um, but as always, there's never any obligation to give. I'm always here. Every resource I put out will always be free. Um, so yeah, please don't feel any obligation. Uh, and I know enough. Of you Just even hearing someone talk about um, something like that can be really triggering. And so I'm, I'm sorry about that. I have to pay the bills, so I got to mention it occasionally. But um, yeah, it is the way of the world, right? We got to pay pay the bills. All right, that's enough for me. Um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I, I feel like the two week schedule is kind of coming together. Um, I feel like I'm on top of it. I've got a bunch of podcasts all lined up for you. Um, so, hopefully, I can keep on top of this regular two week schedule um, a bit better. And so, I'll see you in a couple of weeks for another great episode. But until then, um, I'm always on Instagram. If you need to message, you need to talk, I'm at Phil Drysdale. Shoot me a message anytime. Um, otherwise, I love you all. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Peace.